All right, guys, welcome back. You better be ready for a hard-hitting episode here on the 307 Podcast. We had uh, Aunt Brooke in, in the studio for this conversation, along with me, of course, Chili, and Blake. Yeah, you're going to get some laughs and some good word out of this one, kind of all over the place. This episode's brought to you by Exoskin. You guys know I have been using Exoskin for years and years now. I want to tell you specifically about Exoskin Toe Socks. They are the best pair of socks on the market, period, hands down, enough said. Uh, I've got a pair of these socks that are about three years old, have thousands of miles on them. I still wear them to this day. They don't have any holes or uh, tears or anything like that. You get what you pay for, man. These toe socks help prevent you from getting blisters in between your toes when you're running or hiking long distances. If you've never had a blister in between your toe, then you're not running far enough. You need to go further. And uh, it'll make you realize real quick that's a terrible spot to get a blister. Exoskin socks cut down on friction, and uh, they also don't stink near as bad as your average pair of socks because they have copper fibers woven into the fabric of the socks, just like all Exoskin apparel does. You can wear these things multiple runs, at least I do, because I hate washing clothes. Uh, Exoskin, they're awesome people, awesome products, and we just appreciate the opportunity to be partners with them. Please support the companies that support this show. Go check them out at exoskin.us. That's exoskin.us. I'll attach a link to their website exoskin.us and a pro code in the show notes of this episode all right guys without further ado here you go yep all of you need to get your tonsils out well everyone thank you so much for tuning back in to the three of seven podcast uh we couldn't do this without you guys that listen to the show and um we've been doing the podcast Good gosh, how long, Blake? Three years? Yeah. I remember some of the first episodes that we recorded. I was I had to drive over to Tim's house, Tim and Jessica's house. I was in Virginia because we didn't have internet at our house. And I had to drive over there and sit on his computer. And you were here in Georgia, and we would have a guest on somewhere. And that's how we would record the podcast. Down in my basement. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey, mm-hmm. and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. As you know, for the last probably eight months or so, we've been putting out two episodes a week. We're going down to one episode per week right now. Uh, we've got some people ask, well, why are you doing that? Well, we've got some big trips coming up uh, with some of our. Uh, advanced students that have been through the basic course, been through the proving grounds, and now we've got some big advanced missions that are going to require us to be gone for long periods of time. And so we're going down to one episode a week for a little while. Wanted to let you guys know about that. If you want more, I also want to mention we have 60 uh, live episodes up on the Patreon platform. So these are... These are something we do called Resurrected. We do that with our Patreon members. Patreon's a thing where if you want to support the podcast, you can go sign up. If you are a VIP Patreon, patron, I guess you should say, you have access to the whole bank of episodes 
These are video, live video calls that we do with the group there on Patreon. There's 60 of them, man. There's every one of them are one plus hours. And that is some, believe it or not, I know you guys enjoy the 307 podcast and I do too, but some of the most valuable conversation that you could want is in those episodes from Resurrected. I mean, that's my favorite thing that we do virtually, I guess you could say, because it's not just me or Blake. Uh, well, me and Blake pretty much <clears throat> run Resurrected, but at the end of those conversations, the people on the call, they chime in with questions, uh, input, um, adding to whatever the topic was for that episode. So I would encourage you to go check that out at least um, because I think there's a lot, a lot of really good stuff. Uh, well, I know there is there on Patreon for you guys to go check out. You all right, buddy? Just keep it moving. All right. Uh, and this episode is brought to you by Hoist, our partners at Hoist. Hoist is our hydration partner here at 3 of 7 Project. I want to tell you guys a story about Hoist. I, I put some Hoist in my water bottle the other day because I, sometimes I like to do half water, half hoist in my Nalgene bottle. And, um, you know, I, I drank it down. It was in the evening after I got out of the sauna. I drank my water bottle down about halfway, and I got up the next morning, and I had forgot that I put it in there. So I went ahead and filled my water bottle back up with water, and I poured it in my kettle to make coffee. I always pour the water out of my Nalgene bottle into that kettle and then heat the water up and make coffee with it. And uh, while I was pouring the, the water, the boiling water out of the kettle over my coffee grinds, I kept smelling. I was like, this don't smell right. And, I, and I'd like put my nose right up to the coffee grinds and what is that smell? I'd completely forgotten that I put in hoist in my water bottle. And the whole time this is happening, and I'm just like, well, whatever. And I actually had the thought. Maybe I should remake this coffee because it doesn't smell right. And then I thought, nah, I'm just going to drink it. And then I thought, man, I'm really lazy this morning. I, I'm too lazy to, to remake this coffee. And it kind of smelled like, um, y'all know the little pods in public restrooms in the, uh, like the urinals? Mm -hmm. Urinal cake. Yes. Yeah. That's what it smelled like. You ever gnawed on one of them before? <laughs> well, that's essentially what that cup of coffee tasted like. And I sat out on my back porch, read my Bible, and drank my coffee. You're the guy who tells everybody to put hoist in their coffee. No. Here's how you do hoist and coffee. You have to have good coffee, and you take a sip of coffee, then you take a sip of hoist. Oh. Okay? But don't, use ho don't boil hoist mm. and use it to make your coffee. Because it creates, at least the grape flavor, creates an aroma that smells like the thing in the urinal. So did you drink your coffee? Drank the whole cup. Dang. Dr I drank it too. I didn't even yeah. notice. She drank it. She didn't even know it was in there. I was like, because I asked her, I was like, did that coffee taste funny to you? And she was like, no. I thought you quit drinking coffee. I had that morning I was running late. Oh, okay. And I didn't have time to make matcha. Oh, yeah. What's this matcha thing, boo? Is green tea, but there's there's amino acids, and I could be getting this wrong. 
it's L something. So I'm guessing it's an amino acid that's naturally occurring in green tea that calms you with the caffeine. So it doesn't give me like that jittery, like I can drink more of it. And it's also got a lot of antioxidants. Did you finish your hoist? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back with you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Listeners had, he, let me tell you about the horse. Hey, what's up with your matcha yeah, tea? He, he needed to deploy so he could what, get on his phone. What, for a, what a good ad. Hey, man, I had some coffee. It was nasty. <laughs> anyways, anyways, no, hoist is awesome if you don't try to make coffee with it. We've been using it here exclusively for, uh, I guess, three or four months now. And hopefully you've heard us talking about it. Um, if you get out and you run, you work out, you sauna. Uh, you sauna, you sweat, you got to replace some stuff. What are the things that hoist helps you replace? Chili? All, than, all the electrolytes. Okay. Sodium, magnesium, potassium, all that. It, it's I've never seen a product that had um, the levels that it has while also not having a bunch of junk ingredients in it. Yeah. Sugar's you know? good too. It's not super high. Right, right. No I preservatives. Mean, yeah. Like there's all kinds of these products out there, but none of them, like some of them may, oh, it's pretty clean or, oh, it's got a good amount of electrolytes or, oh, it tastes good. But this is the one that to me hits all three that none other does. Yeah. So. And on top of that, they're good people. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. On top of that, they're awesome people. Uh, the, the representatives of Hoist that we work with closely, they're freaking awesome. Shout out to Allie. Allie's coming out. Um with that magazine okay good yeah maybe she can take us noodling down here in the yeah maybe so man that would be so much fun so if you if you want to support the podcast one way you can do that is to support the companies that support the podcast uh we are highly selective of who we let uh in as partners here at 307 project and hoist made the cut for sure go and get you some try it out at drinkhoist.com drinkhoist.com i'll attach a link to their website and also a pro code in the show notes of this episode so you can give them a shot and uh, i think you're gonna be i think you're gonna be happy because we are and uh if we're happy why would you not be happy (laughs) um everybody's like us (laughs) yeah everybody's just like we are well you know it's interesting uh, because uh, me and chili had that conversation earlier and by the way we have biscuit on the podcast today. Nah. <laughs> this is the first time biscuit and chili have been on the podcast together. Is, is it true? Is that I'm true? pretty sure it's not true. I don't think it's true. Either. We have like multiple times. I remember the last time was after we did the uh, the physical standards test. Oh yeah, when I was playing, we are the champions, and yeah. and, and he was yeah, so and pissed. You got, you got our um, YouTube video YouTube video demonetized. Oh, oh dang! Play copyright music. Oh crap! Yeah, no. Oops. Yeah, we've been on before. Yeah, multiple. Quit times. trying to make a big deal what, about what it. What kind of mood? Calm are, down. What kind of mood are you in? You just came off a eighty-minute massage session. I'm, I figured I'm tired. In what? a good way. You're just too much for me. You just talked for like ten minutes about coffee and hoist. Like. I'm just a little overwhelmed. Welcome to the Three Seven Podcast, Biscuit. We gotta talk about something funny or how was that workout this morning? It was good. It was a freaking butt ton of wall balls. Y'all looked like you had fun. Wall balls. I finally won. I finally won. I'm freaking pissed. 
Chad and Chili Challenge. I can't believe that Chili was that close to you on that assault bike. I don't think he did all his burpees. I definitely did all my burpees. I didn't do, I, I gotta say, I didn't do those burpees with much. They weren't much count. I mean, them. Would, How do you not much count? Your chest hits the ground. You stand up, you jump, you chest hits the I, ground. I didn't put my hands over my head. You don't have to. Well, that's what Glenn told Glenn me. Glenn said you have to. Oh, well, crap. We didn't, we didn't really specify what the no. form rules were. I but didn't know that. I mean, it, I look like a fish flopping up and no, down. No, we did, Jilly. The only rule was you had to go down and your chest had to touch the ground. That's true. And then you had to come up and your feet just had to leave the ground. That's, That's true. what I thought. That's true. I mean, I did it to what our rules were, but... As far as the burpee, I think in general goes, you did it, and I, mine yeah. probably wouldn't have counted. And CrossFit's stupid as crap anyway, so why Thank are we going to go are, by their rules? Why? Agreed. Why are you hating on CrossFit? Agreed. Why did you have to do that? Well, you. It's kind of a running theme on the show. <laughs> well, Chad did it. You with, do CrossFit like multiple times a week. You pay lots of money to go to CrossFit. No, I don't. You I, know what I, he does? He's got CrossFit it, shoes. You do? know what he does? What does he do? He takes these stabs at things to get reactions from people just in general. And he'll just pick something at random that comes to his mind like, so I hate socks. Ah, they're the stupidest thing anyone's ever came up with. And it's just to get a rise out of everybody. You think that's true, Blake? That's what you say. What do I say? About socks. No, yeah. no, no. Socks are just... A, don't uh, get don't get distracted on the socks. That was just an example. Well, I agree with that, but... What, the socks or mm-hmm. the... Yeah. Why, why are you... He also agrees CrossFit's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I said that in the video relentlessly because it, it's, it's, it's inane that anyone would do that. Nobody likes things they're not good at, anyways. Well, that's why I don't like running them. I tell you what, I certainly ain't good. I ain't good at running either. But I I mean, I don't even like running. You know what? I don't even like it. We talked about. I don't even like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like nothing. I don't like nothing. That's what I like. Yeah. (laughs) I like. I like nothing. So go ahead. Little Debbie's. Well, (laughs) you don't like Little Debbie's. So if you guys didn't know, there's a new show that's coming out. It's Chad versus Chili, and it's on our channel. Mm. our youtube channel so this morning we did a um we did a fitness test this morning the challenge it was a workout i came up with long ago called the centurion mm. all right <clears throat> and it is 100 burpees 100 calories on the assault bike and a 100 meter run for time i thought that was called the combat standards test <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's way different <coughs> the combat standards test is a whole different workout. Oh, if it, you for a guy that doesn't like CrossFit, you come up with a lot of CrossFit workouts. No, it's not. A, no, nothing it, to do with CrossFit. It's an assault bike. No, Cross CrossFit is an organization that we have nothing to do with. Exactly. Did, where did you the guys? Centurion is. Where a, did you guys do the Centurion this morning? At the at the, at a gym. At what kind of gym? What kind of gym was it? Our buddy's gym. Yeah, our buddy's gym. I got Blake. What kind of gym was it? CrossFit. Oh, okay. I had explicit permission to do that challenge this morning at the gym. Well, I'm pissed. I lost it, but um, (laughs) you know, well, just barely. You you just barely lost. Yeah, just barely. Even though you cheated on your burpees, which the camera will show. You guys go watch the video when it comes out, and the camera will show Chili didn't do all his burpees. And then, no, I did all of them. I just did. I don't think the form, you know. And then on you, the bike, he was one calorie ahead of me pretty much the entire time. And in the last twenty calories, I pulled eight calories ahead of him. You know, I so didn't realize you should use your arms when you're doing that assault bike. No, 
No, you didn't realize that? No. No, you, I You just, thought you just lamp noodled, <laughs> hold on to the... That's what I do. That's what I do. I just hold them, and then my legs just kind of take them. I don't push, push and pull. Apparently, if you push and pull, I mean, I think that's how he got me so much at the end there. Huh. I yeah. just use my legs the whole time, so... I'm going to practice using my arms on that assault bike see if it well, makes a difference. Well, they do you much good with them noodle arms. You might just not use them. He's it's, got some muscular shoulders. I do. It's just because he's so skinny. I do have some bolder shoulders, I will say. Bolder shoulders. For a, for a small little cat, I got I got some big shoulders, you know. We were talking about today yeah. after the workout, I was telling Beautiful. Jeff at CrossFit about our bidet we have at home. Ugh. And we... Have you used that thing yet, Biscuit? I'm scared. <laughs> It's going to be like jumping off a cliff the first yeah, time that even... cold water hits your butthole. I installed gonna... that by hand. Did you? you did. I did. So the conversation was we should install them at CrossFit in mm. all the toilets. Be more sanitary. Well, we were discussing that, and I thought that was the case, but they made a different case that's actually true, um, that people might use their hand in the washing process. Who in the heck would do that? Have you ever wiped your butthole with your hand? <laughs> well, yeah. But why would you wait, do that what? on purpose? Wait, without toilet paper? <laughs> would you do it on accident? <laughs> oh, dirt. No, I mean, have y'all not ever tried that? Well, I mean, that's what people around the world do. Wait, what do you mean? Without well, yeah, I do. Paper? I yeah. just put something between my hand and... That's why it, that's it, I need the I need you to differentiate. You're it, saying in a lot of in a lot of Muslim countries, um I forget the exact thing, but essentially, people will three fingers shake your hand with their left hand because they use their right hand to wipe their butt mm-hmm. with with a bidet. No, no, they don't have. They crap in holes in the ground mm-hmm. and no toilet paper. No toilet. No, no. There's nothing. I, I remember walking into a into a bathroom in Djibouti. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> literally, literally, all it was was a room with a tile floor and a hole about as big around as that Nalgene bottle in the floor. And that's it. There, There's no toilet paper. There's nothing. That's it's a just big a hole. hole in the ground. It's a big hole for your booty. Your you booty. don't sit on it. You just third world squat and, and try to poo in it. Yeah. Well, um, So luckily I had some toilet paper with me and I was able to do my business without using my hand. Okay, so do they wash their hands after? Probably not. Probably don't. So, that's that's really a thing, but Oh man. You got to uh, make a real you got to make a real game time decision in that case of if you are you going to wipe with your hand and then not be able to wash it or just not just <laughs> just stand up and go. That's kind of what you got to make the call with. Who from the listeners has been to Camp Lemonar in Djibouti, Africa? You know what I'm talking about if you've been there. I lived in a Connex box there for weeks. It's miserable. Um, Blake's getting mad over here. He's getting frustrated. This is bored now. Um, well, you're sick. Well, speak. Got speak, all y'all in here. Speaking for me. of Blake, I, I would like to. Um, I would like to for Biscuit to explain to the listeners why Blake had that dad bod for so long. Because we finally came to a conclusion of why he was had that dad bod for he's so too, long. He's too healthy. He's in shape now. He's too healthy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Blake ever had a dad bod. He's pulling up his shirt to reveal his abs right now. 
And he's pinching oh, the he's teeny in shape bit for the of first fat. time in years now. Oh, he crushes you in CrossFit. That's why you don't like CrossFit. I hadn't ate in a week. That's why I'm so thin. I never <laughs> thought Blake would be able to beat me in a workout. I never thought, and he beats me now. Yep. It's crazy how shape he got in. But we, you found out why he got into that dad bod shape. Oh, yeah. Well, I did pictures. It was funny. I did pictures for a couple, a couple, like three or four days ago, and they have a newborn. And the dad was telling me he's like an anxious, he's kind of like me. He's like, wants everything planned. He's an anxious kind of. And high, also like Blake. Yeah. High energy personality. And he was like, I was like, well, man, are you more stressed now that you have this new baby? He's like, no, it's the opposite. And that kind of stuck with me. I was like, well, that's weird. He must just be like an outlier. And then I was listening to the Huberman Lab podcast. And they said when a dad has a newborn, they their testosterone drops by 40, up to 40%. Cortisol drops threefold. Estrogen shoots through the roof. And Dang. It's, it's like a normal phenomenon. They don't know what causes it. They don't know if it's like pheromones or it's looking at the baby or it, like what causes it. Why are you making all these faces? I, I can Do understand. Do you have something to say? I can understand it from, from a, a natural uh, idea, like it's perspective, why, why it well, would do that. Here's why it happens. Because you need, the baby needs protection from the male. Testosterone's what makes you go out and seek sex. So if they drop your testosterone, you, you're going to hang an estrogen. That's your attachment hormone. You're going to stick around. You're not going to worry about finding another lady. I think it just softens you. Well, it does that too. I think you see a sweet little baby and you're like, oh, and you, you know, you get for a, for a minute there, you kind of, you lose all your strength. So you, Blake's finally got over that stage. His testosterone's back up. His fitness is coming back up. So it takes three to five years to get over you that. You don't huh? don't listen to him. Well, if no, you're that's that's to this what podcast. it does. Ultimately, your testosterone goes higher than it was before, because then you gotta man up and protect the thing. You know, it could also protect have to thing. do with um, that. I sat in the truck and drove around for five years and didn't do a whole lot other than <laughs> run a couple days a week. Now no, I, I work out for that. a living. <laughs> well, there's also the thing like when you worked at your previous job, you were surrounded by a bunch of larger. Low estrogen men. Low estrogen. And, I mean, low testosterone men. No offense. And you're just surrounded. I, I just, like, they talked about that on that podcast, too. Like, who you surround yourself with all the time. Yeah. I mean. Well, he still surrounds himself with low T, man. He hangs out with me and Chad. Biscuit, biscuit, <laughs> ain't, got, biscuit ain't got low T. He got no T. I got no T. <laughs> that's why he got, that's why he's disabled, ain't it? Yep. <laughs> I can't do nothing, son. Uh yeah, and, and, and it's it's interesting that all of these things happen and the and just the other day you were having a serious conversation with Why me. Why are you shaking your head around like this? About potentially having children. Uh and I'm like, Wow. It sound that sounds now after gathering all this information, it sounds even worse. And you're trying to have a serious conversation with me about having a child one day? I think you could benefit from a little estrogen, boo-boo. No. You could. You'd be a little nicer. You wouldn't be so combative about everything. No. It'd be opposite for me. Less manipulative. He, he might just go off the rails. Oh, foot cramped. Mm. Now, look. If, 
This is yeah, you're right. I would go off the rails. What? Why? <laughs> here's the thing. Imagine that. It, all this crap that's going on in the world. It if it just affects me, I can get over it. But if I saw that all this crap that's going on was affecting my child, I would be much a I would be much angrier about it than I am now. And I would liable to go off the rails. Have you ever been on the rails? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty on the rails these days, ain't I, Blake? Yeah. Somewhat. Except when you hang out with Chili for a week. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's bad. That gets you you riled up. You got a heavy influence on him, Chili. Yeah, you do. (laughs) That ain't good. Because he condones and actually, like... What's the word I'm looking for? You hype him up on the the dumb crap he comes up with, <laughs> and other people like Blake no, and no, me and Krista. No, 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 is no. what I'm saying. Yeah, he'll no, call no, no, you no. to fuss about something silly, and you'll be like, "Oh man, that is just absolutely terrible. <laughs> that person is a freaking idiot, and all this crap." And you'll just uh, if he's right, I don't know. I mean, sometimes he's right. <laughs> Oftentimes he's wrong, but when he's right, I'm like, "Yeah, man, let's go get him." <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a bad. I'm, I'm not a bad influence. We're just the same person. So We're not we, the same person. We feed off it. When, when you combine us, it's like a monster. You know, hmm. like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> yeah, gets, um, gets then him they off. come come together and form the Hulk. Hmm. Yeah, gets him off the rails. Well, that ain't good. But I don't. You know. I think you're pretty subdued right now. Yeah, I think I am too. You know, Nathan sent me this t- today, boo. It says, this is a, a question from a friend who just had a new baby. How do you do it? How do you find the time to sleep and relax at all while balancing work and parenting and life in general? And the father of three answers and says, that's the neat thing. You don't. And you're trying to convince me to have kids? <laughs> nah. Me and Chili ain't having kids. I'm not. Uh, <coughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you and me ain't having kids. No, <laughs> no kidding. I was not trying to convince you. When did y'all make that decision, Chili? <laughs> yeah. What the crap? Oh, boy. I never, ever said, we should have kids. Let me try to convince you. I told you that the conversations with my clients made me think for a minute about it. Mm-hmm. And I told you I'm not having any major discussions about it for another year or so. One year. So I don't know why you keep telling people that I try to convince you to have kids. What, in a year, y'all going to start talking about it? I think logistically, I don't want, I mean, even if we had kids right now, we would be the old people at like all of the. We're getting old, buddy. Like yeah. we would be the old You're parents. Not. Me and Brooke are. No, y'all are still young. Brooke's nearly the same age I am. Yeah. She's older than you. By like a year. No. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't old to have kids. Well, but if, so when they're 18, graduating high school, we would be. What fifty? No, wow! I can't do math. Yeah, in the fifth, in our fifties. Yeah, you'd be right at fifty. My parents are older than that. Really? 
Or, yeah. How old was your mom when she had you? I don't remember, but they were both in their 50s whenever um, I graduated high school. For sure. Mm, I don't know. I'm still not convinced that we should have kids. I was just talking about it. I like how you t- twisted it, though. Do you think we're cut out for it, Blake? If you wanted to do it, you could. You really think so? Yeah. You mean you wouldn't have a choice? What? You're not the type of people to say, nah, we're going to give this thing up. So. <laughs> I just, I told him, I was like, man, with my drug use and with, uh, with him going through SEAL training and also all the saunaing you do, you know, heat kills sperm. <laughs> you freaking immature turd. You I, would giggle when I say sperm. I held it in. Oh my gosh. So I just squeaked a little. <laughs> <laughs> you we might not be able to have kids. Well, me and Chili's already made that decision. That you guys aren't having kids? Yep. <sighs> Didn't they have the first pregnant man recently? I don't know. The world can't handle it. <clears throat> Who would carry the baby between both of you? <laughs> that don't even make any sense. Chili's hips aren't wide enough, boo boo. I think you would have to do it. I'm saying, I'm not saying we're not having kids together. I'm saying we are not having kids. He's got, he's got the low T and the, the childbearing hip, so he'd carry it. I wonder when the man gives birth, if it comes out his butthole. <laughs> this podcast is getting off the rails. We, we need to restart. It's 30 minutes. Nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> Baby. Is you're getting sucked into this alternate reality that that uh, look? It's not a man has never had a baby. No. It's a woman who's who is confused and sick. No, I'm saying that they are a man and yeah. then having a child. No, I think that they have. Okay, I might. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, <clears throat> it's it's impossible. It's impossible. It, it's impossible. Period. Boo boo. They <laughs> comes out of the belly button. By the way. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. <sighs> Why you got to get me fired up on that? <laughs> I think it's funny. Oh my gosh. She'll assault you later when you go off about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Oh man. Well, uh, let's talk about. Let's just go around the horn and let's just check in with each other. And uh, since we got the whole crew here, and, I'm good at this. And uh, I like let, that. Let's see where we're at. Well, let's see where we're at. If you, if you've got anything in terms of body, soul, and spirit, all right. Let's see where you're at. All right. What so, do you mean? Well, if if you if you got if you got any of those areas where you're growing in, I mean, wh- whether it's mental emotional stuff whether it's your spiritual life or whether it's your fitness i mean i've seen chili here go from dud to from stud to dud <laughs> he and, almost said the opposite. and back to stud so he's he's got some stuff going on in the body right he, he's doing well again um you know for me the i guess one of is the this most your che- is this the beginning of your check-in yeah this is the beginning of my check-in oh okay yep for me, I think from a um, from a body standpoint, nothing crazy going on. I'm getting, I'm, I am running more, 
taking off some muscle, focusing on getting back into running because we've got some ideas to what we want to do here in the upcoming future. As far as the, the, the mental aspect, a huge lesson that I learned that I shared with Chili earlier is that, um, and, and I think it's a, a really, for me, it's a really important lesson. Uh, as someone who is seen as, at times, a coach or a mentor or, or uh, whatever, somebody who can give advice on, especially fitness type stuff, I learned here recently that the way that I do things, the way that my mind ticks, I can't necessarily advise other people to do it the same way because Whoa. it just ain't going to work for them, right? So, I, you know, I, I live in this, uh, I have at many times in my life been in this place where I think, well, you know, I, I, got it, I got figured out what works for me and it really works very well. The way that I compete, the way that I race, the way I do things, right? And it's take it's it's allowed me to accomplish some difficult things in life but not everybody's like me and if i tell you to do something exactly like i do it you might implode all right so i have to be careful about how i tell people to approach challenges situations things like that essentially it needs to be said in the way of hey this is how i do it this is why it worked for me but don't think that you Bingo. have to do it that way right because initially i think everybody can handle the same way my mind processes things and it's going to work for them just like it worked for me but that's not true so that's just me growing as a as a coach or whatever you want to call it well you've always said that that i can't tell you how to do it i can just tell you what's worked for me yeah but but you've operated like they'll be able to do it like you yes. yes and when you get mad at me when i try to give when someone will ask well how many reps should i do on this or how many miles should i do here and i'm like hey man it's it's different for everybody like i can share with you what i did and everything else but sometimes i think you get frustrated because you want to be able to give this solution this one solution but people are so different. I mean, if you take 10 different people and try to coach them to be a better runner, you can give general advice that will apply to everybody, and that is what you should focus on. But if you really wanted to help somebody, it would look different for each person. Yeah. Absolutely it would. You know, I do things a certain way all the time that I know going in to, not, to never advise the people. Mm -hmm. The way I race and stuff, I ain't going to advise that. But it works for me. Yeah. And it may, and it probably would work for some other people. But it ain't going to work for a lot of people. So you give you give people what what is pretty much universally applicable and then share some of the specifics with them but be like don't copy everything. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it ain't going to Co copy everything at your own peril. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. I mean, a lot of it, man, and this, once again, is not what people want to hear and maybe not what you want to say. But beyond just the universally applicable stuff, it's trial and error. So you can get advice from somebody on what to try, but then when it don't work, try something else. Mm -hmm. Like, the reason we've got to where we operate the way that we operate, all of us, in whatever we do, is because we've put in the time, got the experience. Yeah. 
tried tried things, failed a lot. <laughs> I, I never tried anything because someone else said, hey, this is how I do it, but I tried all kinds of stuff that I dreamt, dreamt up and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But then you find stuff that does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody's so unique and individual that advice is hard to give broadly. Yep. But in the position you're in, it's tempting to do that. Yeah. Because you can't. Because I see it work for me. Because you see it work for you, and you can't just really coach all these people individually. You can't do that. Yeah. You'd never be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So you have to give the most broad stuff, but, you know, when you get into the specifics of how you do things, there's a lot of people that are like, well, like you said, they'll implode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's something that I've learned. And then from a, a from a spiritual place, just kind of what I've been contemplating uh, the last, I guess, day or so is um, how much my faith really, like how much it means to me. Uh, because, man, I... When when I see things, I saw something hard yesterday, and uh, I won't go into details about it because it's not my story. But um, when I see things that are happening in the world today, the ultimate conclusion is there is no fixing it. it no, it's just going to continuously uh, degrade. Um, and so I can begin to get, you know, like a lot of people, negative and, and, and angry and all these things. And, and um, my faith is, it's the only thing that makes this life worthwhile to me. It's it. And it's interesting to me that a lot of people that, that might think that our faith is a, is a silly thing and they see it as a crutch. How many times have you heard people say, essentially, your faith is just a crutch? I know I've heard it a lot. It's a crutch for weak, weaker people, right? Well, I want to tell you right now, it's not a crutch. It's it's the wheelchair. It's the only thing propping me up, period. It's not something that I'm leaning on. No, it's legitimately the only thing that's holding me up. It's not a crutch. So if you say it's a crutch, you're totally wrong. But it but you're not wrong by saying it's what's hold pro, it's you're wrong in the sense that you think it's something that's propping me up and helping me. No, it's the only thing that's holding me up. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I just my faith is the most precious gift thing that I possess, it is the only thing that gives me hope um, for the rest of my days here on this earth. And so I, that's where I'm at spiritually. Those are some of the some of the lessons learned I've had uh, just within the last couple of days. So where are you at, Chill Wee? What, with everything? Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw how I just did that, man. <laughs> we're the Just same do person it like do he it, did do it it. the same way i did it well i <laughs> worked for him he didn't even talk about how his 
anyway, I, look, physically, I'm I'm healthier than I've been in a long time. Yes, you are. So friend. I'm 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 not really very fit right now, but I'm I'm able. I'm healthy enough to I can I'm you know I've been able to work on it for a little bit. You came from a dark place, Chili. <laughs> I was not healthy uh, for a long time, and um, yeah, I'm super thankful that I'm at least healthier than I was. Um, We're glad to have you back. <laughs> like I said, I'm not really fit, but I think uh, I'm healthier than I've been in a long time, and that that's something. So, um, really thankful for that, and um. Mentally, hmm, what would I say about that? Mentally, I'm a, I don't know. I think, uh, I think all the stuff that, that goes on in the world that kind of bothers you kind of comes in waves. Yeah, it does. Uh, it kind of comes in waves and it'll bother you at, uh, a lot more at certain times, uh, more so than others. And I don't really know uh, quite what exactly causes the strain to be lesser at certain times and, and, and heightened at others. Maybe it's, maybe it's because of, um, you just saw something that disturbed you. Like you talked about yesterday. Yeah. Like th- that may incite you to get really, strained and angry for a while you know or sometimes it's like doesn't even really have a have a trigger and i don't know right now i i almost feel like um it's it's this lull um i have an overwhelming sense of uh of the calm before the storm and to call this the calm with all this going on is you're like well it's not calm i mean there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's a whirlwind. It's a flurry of stuff. But to me, that's I think that's when people are looking at the wrong things. There's actually an, a strange sense if you look at the world of this 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 thirty thousand foot view picture of the entire world, and it's actually it's actually calm. The news is a flurry of stuff, and yeah, if you lived in the Dagum uh outskirts of of China and you were a Uyghur Muslim and you're enslaved right now well guess what yeah your life is not calm it's terrible if you lived in North Korea or if you lived in wherever you know there's wars going on in Yemen right now that nobody wants to freaking talk about that that are that are uh, atrocities and uh so yeah if you lived in one of those places uh you know there'd be you wouldn't feel like the world is calm but so I understand that me saying that is like, yeah, I'm sitting here in a comfortable chair in the United States. Uh, but I just think there's there's a strange – like lately I've not even been super strained and stressed about it. And I yeah. noticed that I wasn't. And I think that's a good thing to not be worried. But but I also think there's just like like a lull that's happening and people aren't ready in the way that they need to be for what's coming. And what I mean by that is – when a lot of this these big big events happen, people are seemingly always caught off guard. 
<clears throat> and I don't understand that because you should always see that it's coming, but people don't see it. And to me, I feel like that right now. Like something is rapidly approaching that is going to catch people off guard again, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And that's just what's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I know when I say stuff like this, it never makes any sense, but I'm trying to do what you said. So, Well, you know, it is interesting how you have calmed down quite a bit on uh, even our private conversations that we have um how you have calmed down quite a bit on what is happening in the world. And I can tell, I, I at least think it's it's not bothering you or, or you're not thinking about it. Not that it bothers you, but thinking about it on the same level that you usually would. And I would say um, it has been amazing to see you fall into your new role and passion with the projects that with the video projects that we've been working on. And I just feel like you have really fell into, you know, something that you're very gifted at and something that you're contributing to in a huge way. As a matter of fact, if it was just me and Blake and we didn't have you doing what you're doing, it, we would never be able to reach the people that we're reaching. Uh-huh. And so I, I think, um, I, I, I mean, give God the glory, like give Christ the glory that he brought the three of us together. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that, man, the, the the purpose that we're finding and the roles and responsibilities that we're finding in the new projects that we're working on uh, does help shield us mentally from all the freaking background noise that's going on, right? And Chili talks about being prepared for what's coming. That doesn't mean to hole up and not live life. I want you to know that whatever happens, whatever comes down the pipe, there is opportunity awaits for those of us who are strong, who are bold, uh, who are willing to to seize the opportunities because guess what's going to happen? Whatever does happen, however bad it gets, right? All of the weak people, guess what they do? They go hide. They go bury their head in the sand. So those of us who have the strength, the tools, the knowledge, the skills, the faith, the courage, the boldness to get out and do what we were created to do amongst whatever's happening in the world, you talk about winning, son. That's when you win. You don't win big in good times because in good times, you've got everybody doing the same freaking thing, right? But but when it gets tough, that's when the winners have the ultimate opportunity to win. So if you are kind of reclusing back into your shell like a box turtle and you think that you're going to save yourself by living a life in that style because you're afraid of some recession or you're afraid of some collapse or you're afraid of something guess what ultimately you will be the creator of your own demise by being by reclusing back and being a coward right so i just wanted to throw that in there chili well the the, a way to surefire not prepare for what is coming or what may be coming is to is to go store up a bunch of crap and sit on it (laughs) exactly (laughs) trust me like that but that's why does everybody's mind go there it's cowardly. I don't know what it is. There's the, they, but I think people think that will work. Yeah, that don't work. No, <laughs> it don't work at all. So yeah, uh, that's a good, good point because that 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 is not 
how that is done. And really what – to try to be a little more clear just real quick, what I meant is I'm not I'm not any less – I'm not thinking about these things any less. It's just – like I said, I don't know what makes the stuff to come come and go. You're like too busy winning, you're too busy winning right now. <laughs> well, no, I still think about it, but like it's it's the, there's just a shift in the in the world that I can feel. I mean, it's literally like a well, tide. we initially hired you as a prophet. That's still part of your job. So, <laughs> well, the planets were aligned, like what two weeks ago. It's probably why you've been feeling calm. <laughs> well. I don't believe in that numerology crap, but you know, where you at spiritually? You still stuck in Romans? <laughs> well, yeah, I still, I still read that all the time. Uh, a lot, probably the main focus, just because I think, um, you know, I think those questions that that we talk about a lot and of how faith works. It, um, to me, that's the most. That's the most important important thing when you say to try to figure out i always say you can't really figure some of these questions out but i think that's the central question is how is how faith works you know so that's why yeah that's why i say stay stuck on that so long just because i i just i think it's i think it's worth looking at all the time literally forever because someone like me you know who has grown up a certain way and 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 changed over the years and you know and the the different perspectives i've been given with the life that i have lived as unextravagant as it may seem to some people it's it's just it's interesting um and i think i've been offered some things that other people haven't i mean everybody has but and and i don't know it just um it makes that question mean a lot to me um all the time even if you can't ever answer it and i think it it to me it's the central question like if you want to help people if you want to evangelize like like so many do that i that i would call unequipped (laughs) It's it to me. It's important to to understand that aspect of it. If you want to help people, can you help people by not understanding it? Sure. I'm not placing limits on God, saying He can't work through people that don't even know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm, but but I think it, it, it's it's on us to figure out have a defense for why you know why we believe what we believe have a defense for the attacks that you're going to have like when when you when you talk about people that are going to be attacked like christians are going to be attacked well when i'm when i if i know an attack is coming i want to have a defense for that attack ready yeah you understand that and i yeah. think a lot of people they're like yeah they say that all the time they're like hey we're going to be attacked we're going to be persecuted what's your defense and they go well i don't really have one i'll just Pray that God will protect me, and that, I'm not crapping on that. Like, exact, like without Him, yeah, you you can't do, you can't do it on your own. You can't save yourself. But I think it's on us to have a defense, yeah. Because some of these attacks, man, they're not going to be attacks where like it's not just. I think some people think so singularly, like 
if when it says Christians are going to be persecuted and attacked, that means they're going to be systematically killed or something like that. Yeah, that might happen. In fact, it is happening in places like China and other places. But the attacks come in another way sometimes. Sometimes it's it's attacking what you say. Yeah. And and those are different attacks, but you still need a defense for them. Mm-hmm. It can crush people if they're not ready for that. And I just am really passionate about that because I've seen it happen a lot. I think it and and it it wrecks people's world. You know, and it's not a good thing. Um so yeah, that that's that's another I mean that's explaining more why I do study in Romans, um, and uh, and just soteriology in general, why I basically always am, am thinking and studying about that at least part of the time, or, or you know, uh, is because I think that is, if you could boil down what is the most important thing, that's it. That has to be it. Because I think so many people... It's interesting how they do. They they focus on their relationship with God, and they're like, "Well, if mine's good, then 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 everything's okay." And it's like, "Well, I think I think we're here to help other people." You know what I'm saying? And I think your relationship can be strengthened by helping other people. But if you're unequipped to do that, or you don't even care about doing that, I just think you're. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, because what we do is to help other people. And if we don't try to do our best with that, we're failing. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we choose to remain willfully stupid and complacent. Yeah. So Brooke, Brooke asked me a question the other day. She has this list of questions that she uh, randomly pulls out and begins to ask them. Um, And she said, if, if you could, Wake up tomorrow with uh, a single quality or ability or ability that you know you could just get this. What what would that be? And mine was the ability to love people better. That was mine. Mm-hmm. If I could wake up with one single quality, without having to work at it, without having to to strive for it, and I just innately had it, it would be the ability to love people better and deeper and stronger than I can now. So I agree with you, Chili. Everything that we do, that is the foundation of it is yeah. to hopefully help others. And uh, I would challenge you to, no matter what your business is, for that to be your model because yeah. it works. Well, I'll be honest too. That's a good ability to uh, to – to wish for if you could, you know, have one because I got a lot of, I got a lot of hate in me. I mean, a lot. And I don't, it, I don't know how to even reconcile it sometimes because it's, I love people, but then you turn around and be like, yeah, but I, I, I have this hate that's almost hard to even identify, like lingers around. Sometimes it's Mr. It's not even directed at anything. And like, I don't know. I, I think, I think that has to be eliminated because it it's not it's not hate is none of that is good. It's never any good. I think sometimes in my mind at least you can equate it with some kind of a strength or something. No, that's different. Like it ain't nothing good comes from hate. 
No. It's not you should never equate that with strength or it will actually destroy you. Yeah. So any of that that you harbor, I don't you know, that's I think to truly do what we're saying, that has to be out of you. Yes. Which means it has to be explored. Which means you have to do emotional, mental work that a lot of can't do that. Yeah, that you two are not very good at. Well, thank you for that um expose. Chili. Sorry, that was really long. This will no. be a long one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to check in with Biscuit before she fell asleep. I'm not falling asleep. <laughs> I was listening. I know you were. Why do you say that? Because you said you were tired earlier. I'm good. I need to turn the heat up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what's keeping me good is it's not freaking 76 degrees in here. Yeah, I want to check in with you, baby, because I know you've been going through a lot. You, you're steady going through seasons of growth and change and physically, mentally, and spiritually. You're probably the most interesting person in the room right now uh, <laughs> without without uh, dispute. So. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I have, I, I will, I'm about ready to share the latest trial I had. And that I have come out of that with like, feels like a freaking rocket attached to me of growth. That's just like, geez. But I, it, it shook me up to where I knew what I had to do. I just didn't want to do it. And I've been putting stuff off for years. Um, so yeah, I am in a big season of growth, but I'm enjoying it. But like, as funny, I knew what I wanted to share and Chili kind of mirrored it just in a different way in the beginning, not your expose, but like the beginning of it when you started sharing about how sometimes like the seasons, what I was going to share was today, what's on my mind is the last week I've had really good days. Like, I've just felt good. I've felt peace. I've felt happiness and joy. And this morning, I just woke up and literally stepped up, like, stood out of bed and couldn't take a deep breath. And I'm like, dang it. And I know that feeling. Like, and I know, I have no idea where it came from. Like, everything's great. Like, I can go in my journal just to make sure. And I mean, everything's wonderful. And it's like my nervous system is just like, no. And so all day today I've been like, how can I not dwell on the good days when I'm having these bad days? Like, because that's what I want to do. I want to be like, okay, yesterday was a really good day. What did you do? What did you eat? What was your mindset? Who were you around? And it's like, that does me no good. Mm -hmm. I need to be in today and I need to show up for the people I need to show up for, whether that's my friends or my job or my family or whoever. So I've got to learn to lean into the suffering almost. Um, And I listened to a Bible project thing this morning that talked about the, um, the verse that not only that we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, blah, blah, blah. And then also the podcast, the Huberman podcast was talking about how we've got it wrong about stress, that short-term stress can be beneficial for your body and your immune system. Immune system yeah. And so that was kind of cool for me because I'm all about <laughs> like stuff being beneficial. That makes me excited. And so I'm like, okay, 
today I might not feel very good and I might fight off a panic attack in the afternoon and I might, my heart rate might zip up for no reason and I might get sweaty and just kind of feel mentally foggy and, and I don't know the answer, but I'm still in it right now. How do I enjoy the day the best I can and not waste it and be in today and not be like, well, tomorrow will be better or how do I make it like yesterday? That's pretty powerful, boo. Uh, did that make sense? Oh, it made total sense, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Hmm. That's a journey for sure. Yeah, and I've been trying the gratitude stuff and the, I think the gratitude stuff works. It seems kind of cliche because so many people push it. It's like a new age thing. But I think speaking out loud, praying definitely helps, which I think praying and gratitude are like one in the same. Well, I, I think when you talk about speaking out loud, I, I think the the difference is in the, it, it is a fact that if you speak out loud, it it affects your mood. It can affect um, you know your your perception of what's happening. You're not creating anything with your words mm-hmm. like that. That this this is the you do have to draw a line between the two because there's. There's one train of thought that says, "Oh, well, you're you're speaking to the universe, and then the universe is going to react to Mani- what you manifesting. say." Yeah, it, that that is absolutely ridiculous. But your words are powerful enough to influence you and also the people around you. Obviously, mm-hmm. words are weird things, man. They're weird things. I mean, they can they have a a sting to them. They can hurt others. They can you can hurt yourself with them. They're strange things. You've talked about language and words and stuff before, and how man, it's just when you really think deeply and try to get to the bottom of how did all this freaking even end up this way, you can't even come to a conclusion a, a, about it. But yeah, that's the delineation between the two for sure. Yeah, and so. I think the words, body language, your actions. And I do believe that there are times when you can use those tools to pull yourself out of a day like I'm having today. Mm -hmm. And I think there are other times when like for whatever reason, whether it's the stuff of the world is on your heart or you've had something bad happen, you might have to like try. And then if it doesn't alleviate, you just sit in it, you know, like Mm -hmm. that could be a time that you explore Mm -hmm. things about yourself, you know, that are not fun because you're already in that spot. You might as well just do it. But like the, a good example of this that I've found, I've found it works sometimes was the other day I was so grumpy all day long. I had no idea why. And you were in a great mood and we were supposed to spend the day together. And I remember you were outside on the back porch. I don't know what you were doing. And I was on the couch and I was like, I'm going to have my quiet time. So I leaned back, closed my eyes, And usually it takes me a minute to quiet my mind enough to like get into thought. This was immediate. And I was like, man, I was praying. I was like, help me with this. Like, I don't want to waste today. I don't want to feel like this anymore. Help me. Mm -hmm. And my mind, God, whatever you want to say, said, well, what do you want this evening to look like? Like what would what would this optimally look like to you if you were to like fantasize about your evening with your husband? And like I visualized that still grumpy as heck, my mind was like, "Well, go do that." 
And so like I awkwardly like, oh, I just felt so gross to like open the door and go sit by you and look at you and smile. And like, it felt so wrong for about two minutes. Mm -hmm. And then it went away. And I was like, whoa, like that was the first time that worked for me, you know? And I think it's possible sometimes if you can fight through I think it's, for me, I think it's self-centeredness is what it is in those moments. It's like, I'm so focused on my own struggle mm. that I'm not thinking about like, what has your day been like? How can I connect with you? Mm -hmm. Or, you know. That's one of the best ways to get out of your own head, definitely, is to focus on someone else. It's but great. it takes, it does take intentional yeah. discipline to make yourself get up and do that. Yeah. And, um. It's pretty interesting because you can pat yourself on the back right now and be assured you didn't waste the day today because I believe your <clears throat> conversation you just shared with thousands of people is going to help many people. So if you don't do anything else for the rest of the day, huh. you didn't waste the day. Well, thanks, boo -boo. So um, what about physically and spiritually? Physically, I'm doing great. Um, I'm seeing for the first time in probably a year, I'm seeing like significant gains in the gym. Uh, I'm not running a lot because my body is not doing well with it, which is really frustrating, but I'm trying not to like hone in on that. Running's bad for you anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I got pull-ups. I finally can do like multiple pull-ups with no band. Um, and then a lot of my um, lifts are getting heavier pretty quickly. And I'm just really excited about it. Um, so physically, I'm really good. Um, spiritually, I think I'm really good. I, I, I think everybody's like this and I don't know, but my spiritual life has always gone in ebbs and flows. And like, I've had a really good week the last week. So I haven't been as connected as I wanted to, I guess, cause the desperation isn't there. Yeah. Um, so I want to work on that. I want to work on ways to remind myself when things are really good, how to stay connected spiritually. I also can't complain spiritually. I mean, I, everything's going. I think I think I'm making the progress I want to make spiritually right now. Mm. That's awesome, boo. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the um, just if you could share just briefly, the other day we had a conversation about you were having a day where you felt disconnected, right? And we mm. we talked about. Um, and by no means are we saying this is the diagnosis, but we talked about detaching from the phone um, for the next day. And me and Chili talked about that this morning. And you decided to do that. Mm -hmm. And for for whatever reason, you had a you had a much better day the next day. But mm -hmm. we had a pretty in depth discussion about that that I thought could be pretty valuable, at least to to remind people that. These phones are, I think, I think it's safe to say these phones are killing us. Yeah, I, I noticed a big difference. Um, I don't, I, I know other people can relate to the default of moments where you have rest or moments of breaks throughout the day. You grab your phone. Yeah. And the biggest one for me was in the morning. Um at least 30 minutes before I look at my phone. I turn my alarm off and then it just stays at the bedside and I get up and go. Um, 
but I'm trying to remember what our our conversation in depth was. I don't. Well, remember. it was it was essentially about how when you get sucked into that phone, you lose perception of what is oh, actually yes. around you, right? The yeah. reality that is around you. So you're just floating around in this false reality, and that's where you're living, right? And what made me think of it is um, I also will will begin to feel very detached if I spend Spacey. too much time on that phone, right? Yeah. And what what actually grounds you is reality, right? So when I'm sitting somewhere in a beautiful place and I and I all of a sudden notice the sound of the wind as it is moving through the leaves and the birds that are chirping and and just all the little noises and, and colors and and movements and and then I, that is what is grounding and and that is the way us as humans were designed to live and function and operate but we're floating around in this reality that's been created in this virtual land that isn't real and so no wonder people are feeling ungrounded and and feeling like they're blown by any wind or or, or issue or whatever it is because you you're not you're you're not in reality Right, um, I, I think there are also like subtle physical parts of like your sympathetic nervous system when you are going into fight or flight or like people like me who have just generalized anxiety, your heart rate's up, you don't feel well. Naturally, your vision closes in. Yeah. And so I, fe- I personally feel like there is something about my perception being this teeny little box that's a few inches from for a long period of time yeah. is not good like they've they've shown that looking around and broadening your your eyesight and your perception of your surroundings can calm you mm-hmm. so what the heck is looking at this thing doing the opposite uh, you know yeah like I, th- I think there's like mechanical functional things happening aside from our brains just fizzling away yeah yeah like you're exactly right. I, I told Tilly earlier today, I said, you know, I don't want to be laying on my deathbed whenever that comes thinking, man, I wish I wouldn't have spent those thousands oh, and yeah. thousands of hours on this device. Yeah. Uh, and we've got to, I mean, I, I'm preaching to myself. I mean, I've got to, I've got to nip that in the butt sometime. Um, and you, Chili, me and Chili have a goal by 2025, uh, we're cell, cell phone free. Yeah. Why we're can't you just free. get the flip phone that doesn't do internet? We're landline. We're going to be landline. Yeah. The, the, <sighs> that ain't going to work. The flip phone thing. I had one from, I didn't get a phone until I was like 17 and it was a flip phone. And I had that for several years before I had to get this for school college you know and i've always hated the things i've always thought because to me i know i'm an all or nothing guy but they're unnatural mm-hmm. so when people want to say this stuff like wait 30 minutes before you look at it when you get up i think that helps but it only helps because it's just less of it yeah like i think i think to actually alleviate all the problems that they cause you have to cut it out completely to me that's how I work. Like, I don't know how you could do this thing in moderation. Go, it's go, designed to not allow you to yeah, do it in moderation. Go, go scroll on Instagram mindlessly for 
30 minutes, you know, I'll only limit it to 30 minutes. It's like, no, man, just don't do it at all. And, and now, like, all the arguments, man, technology progressing is natural, right? That's what we as humans do. And if you didn't use Instagram, three of seven, or, or YouTube, or whatever, we wouldn't have a business. You know, I get it, man. But somehow you have to figure out a way to look at it less and less and less, in my opinion. Yeah. And you may never get to zero, but to me, any bit less you can do yes. is good. And I don't think people are striving to look at it less. I think they're just accepting to look at it more. Yep. So, I don't know. My goal is zero because I think we can pull it off by 2025. My goal would be zero, too. We can hire Blake to do any <laughs> of <laughs> y'all's phones. <laughs> y'all want- and Blake sends, Blake sends us a letter or delivers us a letter at the end of every day and says, these are the people that are important that need that you need to talk to, and then we can call them on our landline. We'll even, we'll even make a YouTube video out of it. In 2025, we're going to drive down to South Georgia and throw our phones in the ocean. Well, Blake's going to die an early death. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Y'all might get a lot of use out of me for about two years. Oh, man. Poor old Blake over there, man. He's just made himself way too valuable this these last couple of months. He, uh, oh, just these last few I only months. make myself valuable doing things I like to do. So, so Blake's if I don't been, like to do it, it don't matter how Blake's valuable. Been, Blake's been sick, and he, he, he made the comment earlier. He said, you know... It's been really weird. Uh, Chad's called me like three times a day just to check in on me and see how I'm feeling. And I said, "Well, like I didn't used to really care if you were sick, but God. now you know you just you, you're too dang important, man. We got to get you back well, son." Yeah, I told Chili. I said, "Darn it, Chad had me questioning if I was sicker than I, than I actually thought I was." I, the way he's calling, me, I was like. I'm about to die. <laughs> so you know something I don't. Well, how you doing now? I feel all right. Um, got a sore throat still. So, yeah, ready to get this mess behind me. Yeah, well, body ain't no count. No, I hadn't eaten about a week. Going on a week fast, yeah, water I, only. I can tell. I can tell it's wearing on you. Yeah, it's well, getting old. Get yeah. them tonsils out. I'm about to get my pocket knife. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Cut them out. Yeah. Chili acts like you can just go to the nearest urgent care and be like, take these puppies out for oh, me. Oh, you can. You can. Yeah. Huh. What's up with you, Blake? You ain't said a word. Well, I'm just listening. Ain't, ain't much, much to say. But uh, for me personally, I guess y'all seem to think I'm getting in better shape. So I guess there's that. But uh, the past week being sick, it's uh, it's been... I guess not harder, but less desirable to get up and I have my routine. I'm a man of routines and I would drink my coffee and I would eat my two packs of oatmeal with a scoop of peanut butter in it <laughs> and I would read my Bible and I, the other day I got up to do it and I couldn't even eat my oatmeal because my throat was hurting so bad, so I just got aggravated. I'll vouch for that. I saw the full yeah. bowl of oatmeal <laughs> sitting over here on the side table. Yep, I hadn't had a cup of coffee since last Thursday. Jeez, really? Yeah. You just haven't felt like drinking coffee? Well, I don't like to swallow nothing. Oh, my gosh. Well, and when you're sick, you know, when I had a fever, like I didn't want to drink hot coffee. Yeah, I guess Should've that makes sense. Um, but... So then, you know, then that leads to me, like, things are out of whack, and then I don't 
I don't have the desire to read my Bible. I don't feel good. You know, I'll like try to force it, but then I'm just like, man, I don't want to do this. So then, you know, that gets me out of sorts, but that's just been in the past week. Um, so the body has caused the spirit to dwindle (laughs) while the body's dwindled. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, soul, mind, skills, things like that. I've, I mean, you know, as much as you say, made yourself way too valuable. I, I just enjoy doing the, the video stuff. Like, I think I can be, it, it's given me a spot to where I can be creative. I've never been a real creative person. Like, um, you know, like coming up with ideas or visualizing designs or brands. But, uh, as I do it more, I can get more creative with the editing and like different shot angles and playing with the camera and, I like gear and uh, things like that, so it gives me something to research and uh, look up, you know, what was the better or the best one. And so I've been having a lot of fun with that, really. It's, uh, you know, as much of a pain in the butt as it may seem or sound like to other people. It's actually pretty fun to me. So I've been enjoying that. And, yeah, I mean, that's really about where I'm at in, uh, in the most recent terms. Well, you had to find something else to spend money on because you 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 have every gun known yeah, to I'm man. Yeah, I'm about to sell some. You have every he has every gun that's ever been made, I think, <laughs> and so he had to find something that required gear, and and pretty much an endless amount of gear, and so now he has many lenses and many cameras and and many things that I don't even know what they do. But he has them, all kinds of sticks and sticks. Uh, you know, Blake said he's not creative. I think, I don't think everybody is creative. I don't think they are, but I do think Blake is. I think sometimes Blake is smart. I think, well, he's that too, but I think people only sometimes call people that are creative, they, it's when they're creative abstractly. Mm hmm. But you're creative in a practical, concrete mm-hmm. way. Like when you're making those videos and the the the, the editing choices you make, they're creative. I mean, they yeah. really are. Like it's stuff I didn't think about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's that's creative. It may be a different way than some people, but it's definitely creative. And I would encourage everybody to go watch them because they're freaking good. So you know what the best part is is when we film a video and then Blake goes through the entire editing process and uploading and and I get on there and I review the video and then I call him and say, Blake, I think we can do that better. Just go ahead and can that. We're gonna have to redo that. I couldn't handle that. It's insane. I mean, he gets he he doesn't yell at me, but I can just I know I can feel literally through the phone. I can feel his his anger at me. No, it just like hang my head like. Oh, wasted hours. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine if you have like a few points or whatever, but when you say just can the thing, it's like, God, you just told somebody to throw away their art. You know, he I, just made an art piece that you said, throw it away. Yeah. Do it again. Well, he he, he does it under the ploy if he didn't do good on it. Yeah. That he well, wants to. Oh, my well, God. You got to think about that in the dang moment. Well, I, I, I know. You think about that while you're filming it. It's my job as the producer to make these hard calls, man. <laughs> he, no. I mean, you know, you you talked about last week. Oh no, that, whoa! That that you were like, we got to figure out how to get Blake healthy and all this stuff. You know why he got sick? 
Because he's been up, staying up till two, one o'clock in the morning, editing these videos that you keep making him cancel and redo. <laughs> That's why he got sick. Well, no, I think he hadn't had enough stress on him. Oh, stress! Remember, stress actually helps build your immune system. So short, I, short term. Yeah, very, yeah. short term meaning a, a week. I mean, no, I, no. Don't just spit stuff out like that well, that you don't know. I, I don't think he's been stressed out enough. I, yeah. That's the reason I canceled a few of these most recent videos to uh, stress him out a little bit. That makes bit. me cringe, too. If you want to come live over here for a couple of days and see if there's enough stress around this house. Oh, when he when he's around any kids, he gets like this by the end. <laughs> <laughs> He gets real stiff, and and when we get home, he's like, "Oh, the quiet." Yeah, when I see him leave the other day, he had he was like this in the car, gripping his yeah, steering wheel. He does. I got around a kid the other day and pulled my hamstring. Didn't even move; just my hamstring just pulled and blowed your peck out. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this was a fun conversation. I hope you got some good laughs out of it. Um, I hope you got some good wisdom out of it, especially from Aunt Brooke over there. Uh, and if you enjoyed the show, we ask that you just please share the show. We would appreciate it. That's how it grows. Uh, obviously, we don't pay to advertise this show in any places, so the only way it grows, that's one thing I love about the podcast, is it grows by word of mouth, and that creates uh, the right kind of people. Right, So you guys that listen to the podcast, uh, you, you are some of our most important people, and... Um, you know, we appreciate that. So hopefully you did get something out of it and, uh, yeah, share it and we would appreciate it. And I think that's all I got for today. That was actually a long episode. You all right over there, Biscuit? Yeah. You going to go home and take you a nap? No. All right, then. You going to use the bidet? Possibly. <laughs> I might let you video it. Post it on the Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get caught dead using that thing. We'll send that to our editor. We'll send that to our editor. See if they can do something with it. That one won't see the light of day. All right, we love you guys. Enough said.